Welcome to the Find Your Purpose Now podcast. We are delighted that you are here because this is for you. We do this to help you find and live your purpose, the good purpose that's uniquely yours. Because when you find it, everything starts to just fall into place. You're happier, you're more peaceful, you have better relationships with good people. It is remarkable what happens when you are living in the sweet middle of your purpose, the purpose that you've been perfectly matched to live. The great news is you're in the right place to find it. So let's get started. Welcome back to the Find Your Purpose Now podcast. So today I want to talk about the real you. Who are you? Can you say in one succinct sentence who you are, what you stand for, the substance of your character? You know, when we meet somebody new in our culture, we tend to say uh, what we do instead of who we really are. You know, so somebody says, oh, hi, so tell me about yourself. And we go right into, oh, well, I'm, uh, I'm an insurance agent, or I'm a nurse, or I'm a, I'm, I'm a stay at home mom, I'm a teacher, whatever we, we, we say what we do. We don't say who we are. I think a lot of the times it's because we don't really have a good sense of that to begin with. And that's really sad because who you are, who you really are, informs your purpose, informs your life. It will help you knowing that and being able to communicate it to others helps you to choose the people you want to be around. It helps others to choose to be with you, to get closer to you, to know you better or not. If you're not their cup of tea, great. Don't waste time with people who really are not your tribe. You know, I'm not saying be mean or rude or anything like that. It's just that, you know, healthy relationships with good people is a big part of living your purpose. It's evidence. We talked about that a couple of podcasts ago. That's one of the measurements of whether or not we're really living in our purpose is, you know, look around at our relationships. Because when you're in your purpose, when you're really living your purpose, you will attract good people into your life. People who share your same values. They're sort of like-minded people. That doesn't mean that you all walk in lockstep. You can have really great relationships with people who don't think the same way that you think, who don't vote the same way that you vote, and on and on. Uh, It doesn't mean they're not good people, and it doesn't mean that they don't share certain things with you. Uh, But in those kinds of relationships, what I want to talk about today, about being you and modeling what it's like to be your authentic, unique self. Modeling that for other people becomes even more important when when you have people in your life who don't 
share every single value, who don't share your faith, who don't share um, your belief system. So let's talk about what we tend to do in this time that we live in, in this culture. And maybe it's been true and <laughs> for all of time and, and in every culture. I don't know. But I know in our culture, we have a tendency to follow other people, to model what other people do. Maybe we do it consciously. Maybe we don't. But the bottom line is that to some degree, we sort of conform to the people and culture around us. And here's what I mean by that. So, you know, through the years, uh, there'll be, you know, a, a certain kind of a haircut. And a lot of women go out and get that haircut. Many of us go for the whole fashion thing. Like, okay, well, skinny jeans are in. I'm going to go get skinny jeans. Yep, that's the thing. That's the style. Let's have skinny jeans. Well, I mean, my example of that, my goodness, my legs are more like tree trunks than, 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 uh, than you know, branches. So I have no business on earth being in skinny jeans. So I literally just can't conform to, uh, you know, every style. But hopefully you get my point that, when okay, so wide leg pants are in, you know, and and we just a lot of us flock over and buy the wide leg pants, and and the same is true for men too. If you think about like men's suits, okay, you have in some years you have suits with super skinny lapels, and then the lapels get wider. And there have been times I don't know in the seventies when the lapels are super wide, ties get wide, ties get, ties get skinnier, and we're like lemmings. You know, we just flop. Oh, skinny tie. Oh, wide tie is out. Let's not get caught wearing the thing that's out. Like it would be the worst thing on earth, right? And so. We follow these trends. And I've always thought, like, who in the world decides this? Who? And I guess it's the influencers of the world. You know, somebody who has a million followers, uh, you know, comes up with uh, wearing a, a short skirt when longer maxi skirts are in or whatever it is. Somebody breaks out of the mold and then a whole bunch of people follow that person. And I guess that's how it happens. But it's not only about fashion where this happens. This happens with character as well. You know, if we work in a company where the, um, you know, part of the camaraderie is everybody goes for drinks on Friday after work, you may find yourself going for drinks on Friday after work, even if you're somebody who doesn't go to bars, even if you're somebody who doesn't drink and doesn't like that kind of thing, uh, if that's the company culture in which you work, eventually it's going to be the boss's birthday or it's going to be a retirement thing or it's going to be something where you literally are pressured 
into going and complying with the norm. Mm, The norm, there it is, right? A lot of these things are harmless. And I'm not trying to suggest that, you know, we shouldn't um, participate in some of this stuff. But I think we can get lost in it. If you think about the young people who, you know, do their hair bright pink or blue or purple or whatever, and it's not just young people, it's, you know, it can be people my age too. Uh, The nose piercings, the nose ring, the tattoos. And I think, okay, are you, are you just following? Are you, are you trying to be part of something? I remember there was a time when it was super cool to go get a tattoo of, I don't know if it was Chinese writing, Japanese writing. I don't know. And I remember (laughs) just seeing people I knew, white people who didn't speak that language and they are not part of that culture. And now they have, you know, the big, um, uh, whatever it was, Chinese writing, Japanese writing, obviously some other language writing. And and you say, well, what does it mean? And they really don't know. Somebody told them it meant this. And so they did it. And I think, oh my gosh, I mean, that's just so disingenuous because what it, what is that about? Somebody else did it. And it looked cool. Cool. What's cool? I guess we've all probably followed the cool kids at some point in life. But how many people followed the cool kids into drugs, sex, parties they shouldn't have been at, doing things they shouldn't have done? Those kinds of things, you know, a lot of people kind of laugh it off like, oh, well, you know, that that was that was then and that was my younger years and whatever. Okay, fine. But for some people, those kinds of things, those moments change the trajectory of their lives. And that's not even to mention the whole, you know, everything being laced with fentanyl now. And so that one moment could be the last moment. The point is that we get away from who we really are. Are any of those things who you really are? You know, probably not. I think about when I moved to Orange County, California. I'm from Southern California, fourth generation Californian. But Orange County is a whole, you know, the OC, uh, you know, there's just a whole, it was a different culture than what I was used to. And when I say that, I mean, for example, plastic surgery was really common. I wasn't used to that. And so there were just a lot of people walking around who looked perfect. There were some people who looked like they had gotten addicted to plastic surgery and um, didn't have a really good friend in their life who would take them aside and say, enough, enough is enough. Uh, But, you know, it, it wasn't a super common thing where I was from. All of a sudden, I saw handbags that were worth more than what was inside the handbag. That was kind of a new thing for me. 
seeing people walk around. And, and I thought seeing people walk around with a Louis Vuitton handbag that cost $3,000. I, I mean, it, I just thought, well, this is just ridiculous. Gosh, $3,000 would buy a lot of shoes for a lot of homeless kids. And then I found out about Hermes Birkin bags that go for over $100,000. So, you know, it depends on, I guess, which, which uh, culture you happen to be immersed in, what's popular. But I really saw it. I really felt that thing where, and I would joke around like, oh, okay, you know, like when Tesla cars came out and they were so popular and where I lived in Newport Coast, I would joke and say, well, Tesla, the official vehicle of Newport Coast. And because everybody had a Tesla and they didn't make a sound. So you could be walking and somebody's flying out of their driveway and uh, you didn't hear it. I mean, you, I don't know how many times I could have gotten run over by a Tesla. And, and just the, I don't know, cocktail parties and you know, just things like that, that weren't even a thing where I came from. They were a thing. Similar to people who go to New York, and it's really only a matter of time before almost the entire wardrobe becomes black. That's sort of the uniform for people who live in New York City. I moved to Southern Nevada, and I've worn suits since, oh my goodness, the very first brand new article of clothing I ever had when I was um, 13 years old was a suit. I love suits. I moved to Nevada and nobody wears suits. Uh, partly because three months out of the year, you know, it's the gateway of hell. It's so hot. You can't wear a suit, but, but it's just not a thing here. People just don't do that. And I found myself conforming. Uh, natural enough because you don't want to wear a suit to things where other people are in really casual clothes. You don't want to make anybody feel like you're trying to come in and take over. That's what it looks like. It looks like a power suit and it looks like you just expect to walk in and be large and in charge and, you know, take over those. So, so what did I do? Uh, the suits are hanging in the closet and I conformed to the culture. So I'm not saying there's anything really wrong with doing that. But we have, to, we have to really make an effort to be ourselves while we make adjustments so that we're not off-putting to other people. But it's important to be who we are even when that's different from the culture. And the reason is your identity your authentic identity is different from anyone else. Why imitate others or mimic others in terms of looks and actions, attitudes, behaviors, when you could just be you? You're awesome. You are. You might not think so. You might think of a lot of us do. We think of all of our flaws, all the things. So, you know, all the things that are wrong, all the things we would like to change about ourselves. But who you are, your personality, your character, your skills, your perspective, all of that is uniquely you. Have your own look. 
don't mimic somebody else and be a cheap imitation of somebody that is some celebrity or influencer. I've seen so many people go into debt to buy, I don't know, Christian Louboutin shoes or Chanel handbag or whatever, because they're trying to fit in. You don't have to fit in. Stop trying to fit in. Be you. Think about the people in your life who you've admired. It could be somebody who achieved something great or somebody who has always been there for you or they've been there for people in their lives. It could be a parent. It could be a grandparent, an aunt or an uncle. It can be your favorite teacher, your coach, your favorite boss. Think of people in your life who are honest, who have integrity, who are, they just, they're, they operate with wisdom. They, they do good. They're kind. They're nice. They're fun. If you're going to model somebody, model those people. Now, if you don't have anybody in your life like that, think of somebody in history or somebody that you've read about, a very successful person, a very kind or loving person. Think of somebody who, and it could be a, it could be a, Several people could be a combination of people that you will model. Could be Mother Teresa. Very loving, right? She said, what did she say? Uh, We can't all do great things, but we can all do small things with great love. I really am fascinated by hearing about the lives of the disciples of Jesus. If you haven't seen the TV series, The Chosen, take a look at that. Um, And don't give up on it. It, The first couple of episodes, yeah, I don't know, you might feel like it's, you know, moves a little bit slowly, but by the third episode, um, I don't know, I was hooked. So it gives you sort of a glimpse of the lives of the people Jesus chose as his followers. You can look at their lives. Another thing that I like to do is look at the lives of the saints. These are some really fascinating people, really. um, I mean, some of them very accomplished. Some of them, um, you know, we, we don't know a whole lot about, but what we do know is really profound. So, you know, I think about I think about people, for me anyway, who, who I want to model, people of substance, who did what they thought was right, regardless of who approved, regardless of who liked it or who didn't. Those are the people I want to model. Because I don't need consensus or approval from the culture in order to do what I think. I was put here to do. See, that's the whole key to all of this. As you might be thinking, oh my gosh, she's belaboring the point. Sorry. But the point really is 
if you have the courage to just be who you authentically are, then you will also have the courage to do what you were put here to do. See, when I quit my job, my good job that had the steady paycheck and the health insurance and, you know, all of that stability to start my own company. I was 27 years old. I had no family. I had no money. I had no safety net. I had um, no real stability in my life. I just didn't look that, like there was nothing about me that said, oh, you know, she'll be fine. She'll land on her feet. There was nothing like that. So quitting my job and starting my own business uh, didn't appear to be a good idea. The people I was around in my life at that time thought I was nuts. So if I was somebody who followed the crowd and wanted the approval of the people in my life, I probably would not have quit my job and started my own business. And that would have, I don't know. I mean, I don't know what my life would have turned out like because starting my business led me to, oh gosh, I could go on and on. The, the man I married, a person who became my sister-in-law, all of my husband's family, all of the friends that I've had over decades who are social workers and psychologists and pastors, people who have dedicated their lives to caring for children who have been mistreated. These are some of the best people in the world. And if I hadn't quit my job and started my company, which was all about protecting and defending the good people and organizations that take care of children who have been abused and their broken and dysfunctional families, if I hadn't done that, I wouldn't have made all of those friends. I wouldn't have those amazing, deep, substantive relationships with some of the best people on earth. And how sad that would have been to spend my life in a, a career that didn't have that meaning and purpose for me. I knew it. I knew that I was supposed to do that when I worked really, really hard to place the insurance for a guy who owned um, convalescent care facilities. And I worked, I worked really hard and I, I negotiated a premium savings for him. And I was taking the insurance um, policy to him. He wanted it delivered. And I remember pulling up to his amazing mansion. And there were two brand new Porsches in their driveway, in the circular driveway. And I walked up to the door and I opened the door and I, I don't know, I was young. I, I expected him to say, oh my gosh, thank you so much for saving us that money. That was great you know, oh, you work so hard or would it like, give me a little pat on the back. I, I wanted that. And he opened the door and I said, hi, I brought your policy. 
And um, gosh, I was so excited to save you that money or whatever I said. And he said, yeah, thanks. And he, and he grabbed the, the papers out of my hand and closed the door. And I'm standing there on the step of this mansion, like, wow, this was my hard work that was not appreciated. It clearly, because of what I was seeing about his lifestyle, and hey, I don't think there's anything wrong with having a mansion and two Porsches. I'm not talking about, I mean, I got, I'm a capitalist, whatever. I'm sure he worked hard for whatever he had. But the point is that I, I wasn't valued. What I had done was not appreciated. And on the other hand, when I would take care of the insurance for what we called back then a home for abused children, I mean, sometimes people would weep. Oh, thank you so much for what you did. This is amazing. This puts money back in the budget. We were going to have to spend this on insurance and now we can spend it on, you know, and they would name the amazing things that they were now going to be able to do for the kids in their care because of what I had done. And that fed my soul. So I would have missed out on all of that if I would have followed the crowd and followed the prevailing wisdom. But because I had read about the lives of some amazing people who risked their lives to do what they thought was right, what they felt led to do. I had the courage to do what I felt led to do. It was scary to quit my job and take that leap. And I'm not suggesting that everybody who listens to this just quit your job and take a leap. No, don't do it. Pray and really be confident about what you feel like you were made to do what you're meant to do what you're passionate about talk to people you trust and get some feedback but that doesn't mean do exactly as somebody else directs you you might be like me where everybody in your life says you are nuts but if you feel led to do it if you feel a conviction to do it after you've prayed and really sought direction and really thought about who you are, who you really are, if it turns out that what you feel led to do is categorically opposite of what everybody in your life thinks you should do, well, I mean, if it comes down to follow God or follow people, I'm going to always follow God. And that's what I'm suggesting you do. If you will be you, the authentic, real you, with the character traits that God gave you, with the personality that God gave you, not where you have to tone it down or you have to change it or you have to reel yourself in around people. If you will just let her rip and be who you were made to be, who God Himself made you to be. And go in the direction 
that God himself created for you to go, then you cannot lose. You cannot fail. Good relationships will come to you. You will have peace. You will have joy. I mean, you'll have a, you know, a hoot. It'll be a hoot doing what you were made to do. You'll have a sense of contentedness that you can't get any other way. That's what I found in pursuing God's purpose for my life. And, you know, there might be different life assignments within your purpose. That's what happened for me. I thought I was going to ensure child welfare organizations for the rest of my life. And they would just carry me out in a box <laughs> when I was done. And that's not what happened. There was another assignment. I sold that company. I started Successful Survivors Foundation an educational 501c3 organization to help survivors create successful lives. And I started writing in order to help people. I knew that when you write a book or make a podcast, when you create content, the content goes on beyond you. So long after I'm gone, this podcast will still be out there. The books that I've written will go on beyond me. And my hope and my prayer is that somewhere along the line, maybe it's, you know, somebody suffering at two o'clock in the morning alone, and somebody has given them my, one of my books. And they pick up the book and they read it. And I'm speaking directly to them. And my hope would be that I've lived a good enough life with integrity, with perseverance, with resilience, with resourcefulness, with kindness, and with love, that when someone who's hurting reads my words, will choose to model me. See, when you become your authentic self, when you let her rip and you follow God's leading for your life, you will be a model to everyone within your influence. If you have courage to step out and do what God created you to do, you'll inspire others to dig deep and find the courage to do what they're meant to do. That's the point. We can model purposeful behavior, purposeful choices. And when we're living our purpose, not only is it fun and does it feel good, and do you have great relationships with other people, but to know that you, you, yes, you, can have an impact on the lives of others, it just makes your life that much sweeter. So that's it for this week. Check back with me next week. I hope that you'll share this and subscribe and comment so that more people 
will quit mimicking others, quit imitating whatever's in the culture, and step into being themselves, their authentic identity, and living out their purpose and having the full impact in the world of their purpose. And they'll do it not because of me, but because of you, because of you living your purpose. So let's keep at it. See you next week. If you're somebody who does not have the time or the desire to sit in a chair and hold a book in your hands and read, I got you. I'm turning all of my books into audiobooks on Audible. So you can listen while you're driving and when you go to the gym and while you're doing the laundry and whatever it is, you can multitask and you can be improving your life. That's why I've written every single one of my books. I'm so excited to announce that Succeed Because of what you've been through is now on audio, on Audible. So is the prayer that covers it all. The keys to answered prayer, those are super quick listens and powerful. They are power packed. I want you to get those. All the rest are coming as well. Successful survivors, the eight character traits of survivors and how you can attain them. Acts of Kindness, 101 Ways to Make the World a Better Place. How to Get to Awesome, 101 Ways to Find Your Best Self. 30 Days to Happiness, The Kindness Quotient, Love is Action. They're all going to be audiobooks. Go to Audible and search for them. And step by step, create the life that you want to live, the life you deserve to live, the life you were, yeah, born to live. Have you thought about writing a book, but you just kind of don't know where to start? Or maybe you don't have the time? If that's you, I have good news for you. I created an online self-paced micro-learning course that breaks everything down. My formula for writing a book in days instead of weeks or months or years. It breaks everything down into small, bite-sized pieces that are manageable, that you can get done. You can write your book and you should because your story matters. What you've learned along the way matters and can help other people. My online course will teach you about publishing and marketing as well as writing and editing and getting your book out there. We'll even talk a little bit about public speaking and media. Go to my website, Rhonda, R-H-O-N-D-A dot O-R-G and click on online courses. Scroll down to write your book in days and start right now. There is no feeling worse than being rejected, but there's nothing more empowering than loving others and being loved in return. People who feel love know that their value is not diminished by setbacks or mistakes. But how do you get love? It's not hocus pocus. There are 30 practical ways that you can bring love into your life. And when you do, everything changes. I hope you'll get a copy of 30 Days to Love. Thanks for joining us at the Find Your Purpose Now podcast. 
Listen, we do this for you. It's all about helping you live the purpose that you were born to live. Because when you do that, you get the peace and joy and good relationships that you strive to have. This is real success. So we hope that you'll share this with a friend, subscribe, and come back and see us next week. And we would love to hear from you. Go to findyourpurposenow.org. Thank you.